0: In episode 149. And, you know,
1: you should love me for me. Like, it shouldn't matter my gender. You know, it's like I see the temptation to to be like that, but it's just as much of your right to feel secure in your sexuality and identity. And it's just as, you know, equally applies to her.
0: Oh, yeah yeah yeah. no
1: shit yeah that still makes me so angry it's, it's like i wanted to tell every dude i knew like man if you have not <laughs> fucked around with your prostate you need to do it like yeah. <laughs> like we are prostate owners and uh that yes. shit is a pleasure factory and it's dope yes, like there's exactly. nothing gay about it you know that whole idea of like i need to be a bio girl or whatever like you know i don't i'm not gonna have the chromosomes but that's fine like there's nothing wrong with that i don't value mm-hmm. cisgender people over transgender people
0: now that's lynn's coming back in part two of my curios conversation with her. If you like part one, well, strap in for part two. This is the Cross Yas Podcast. Are you ready? yes Yes, yas, 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 yas. Cross yes Podcast. which is a here so. yes Yas Yes Yas Yes. Yas yas yas. Yas, yas yas yas. Welcome to the Cross Yas Podcast. The podcast that still says Yas to everything related to cross dressing. Sexuality and gender. It's me, your host, Giselle Marisol. I'm back again with another Curious Convo Part 2 with Linz. If you enjoyed Part 1 of my Curious Conversation with Linz, well, stay tuned for Part 2. Last week we went over a couple of things. Uh, I think she talked hormones. This week we go a little more into the hormones. We get a little more into philosophy. And we even talk about lifestyle and her even considering moving. You can still reach out to me if you haven't reached out to me. If you love our episode with me, go to the crossyasspodcast.com website where you can reach out to me. You can go on our Discord where you can chat with me and Billy and Linz, who's sometimes on there, but see what you think. If you enjoy this podcast, enjoy this episode, reach out. Uh, don't hesitate to also subscribe or, you know, send us some coffee or uh, enjoy, enjoy the Patreon by subscribing because we're coming back with more content, but... Without further ado, here is part two and the conclusion of my Curious convo with Linz. Enjoy. Okay, perfect. We are back. Uh Linz, uh glad you came back from the pee break. I uh, probably yeah. probably all that coffee you've had, I mean.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah the Coffee <laughs> addict. That's the last thing I got left to to quit. Of all my coping mechanisms, is coffee.
0: Um, so you're only on the what was the medicine called again for your 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 hormone blocker?
1: Um,
0: becalunamide. Bicalunamide. Um, what what and what changes are you looking for with the uh, hormone blocker? What are you going for? Are you going for breast growth? Are you going for? Um, I don't know the other changes <laughs> like, you know, I mean, you obviously have the hair thing, but like, are you looking yeah. for softer skin? Or are you looking for, I don't know. Oh
1: yeah. The, the softer skin is a huge, huge draw for me. Um, yeah, the breast growth, you know, I'd say my top dysphoria was probably, you know, probably still is, is, uh, the worst. Um, you know, I've I've gotten more comfortable with like not wearing my breast forms and stuff like, um, you know, um, and, you know, I know Plenty of people are into flat chested girls, you know, that's fine. Um, but having a little bit of shape down there is pretty big, you know, just being able to like see it on my peripherals is like a huge like confidence thing. Um, so definitely want to grow some. Um, but uh, you know, the the mental thing is was the real draw, is uh what people talked about, kind of like feeling more like themselves and like um, the mental changes that come along with starting estrogen and, um, just kind of getting the testosterone out of their system, um, mm-hmm. was a mm-hmm. huge draw for me to kind of start, um, and everything, you know, I just kind of said if everything I'll have, you know, if I grow breasts and I'll get lucky, and that's great. Um, that's but true. you know, it, and, and I, you know, from the beginning, I was like, well, if I do any surgery, it'll probably be breast augmentation. But a lot of times, you know, they'll want you to be on hormones for like three or four years before they'll even do that just to make sure you've grown as much as you can. And uh, a lot of, a lot of girls don't even end up needing it, you know? Hmm. Is there, um,
0: something you wish you had known before you started, um, hormones that you're like, oh shoot, I wish they told me about this that you didn't expect.
1: You didn't um, yeah. And, and I don't know if that's uh, you know, I'd kind of research this a little bit. It just may be a side effect of starting it as, um, you know, so when you, when you take them orally, you know, just swallow the estrogen, like a lot of it's destroyed by your liver. Um, and it's not, it's not the best route of administration. Like that's why, you know, injections are typically better and stuff. Um, but, uh, so I take them under my tongue, you know, sublingually, um, at the beginning of the day and then at the night, you know, every 12 hours, but at about two o'clock is when I start to usually get a little, little fatigued and, um, Kind of get like a hollow feeling in the pit of my stomach. Like I, at first, I thought it was maybe like hunger or something, but it was just kind of like it wasn't painful or anything. It's just kind of a slight unease or discomfort, and um, and I would just kind of you know be drained a little bit. You know, about seven o'clock, we put my daughter down. I'd be reading her books, and I'd just be like, "Am I going to get through this book?" Like I just feel like blue, and it's um, you know, not like bad, not like concerning or anything, but like I would take my you know estrogen under my tongue and like. 30 minutes after that, I would, I wouldn't notice that feeling anymore. And, uh, you know, at mm-hmm. first I was like, man, I must have like bad indigestion or acid reflex, or I don't know what's going on. Um, but, uh, but that was, something, you know, and, and I kind of looked on red a little bit, people were saying it, you know, could be associated with your body, just learning how to use estrogen and then getting used to the low levels of testosterone suddenly, um, but yeah, that kind of adjustment period has been probably probably the the quote worst thing about it. Like and it's not that bad. Um it's you know, it's like I go to sleep and wake up and it's you know, I don't have that feeling and then like I'll take my pill. Then about three and not every day either. This doesn't always happen every day, but some days, yeah, about like three or four o'clock, I'll just start to get a little tired and just like, you know, just feel a little drained. Um so that's probably like the quote worst part about it. Um, you know, I, I could see a lot of people just kind of like not liking maybe the libido changes, but it's, you know, that's kind of a word that doesn't mean I think what people think it means, uh, until they kind of experience it. Um, it's just like not being controlled by your libido is the better way to put it.
0: Hmm. Now speaking of libido though, um, and I know you've said it tank, uh, you still live with your significant other, um, your mm-hmm. wife, uh, your domestic partnership. Uh, what has her role uh, been in all of this? Because that's another key thing that a lot of listeners want to know. And we even had Stephanie's uh, wife, and uh, I'm sure you've heard that episode, Gwen, come on the podcast uh, and talk about her feelings, right? Because we neglect sometimes the people we, you know, bring into this reluctantly Mm -hmm. or or not reluctantly um and we do have to acknowledge their feelings right uh because you Mm -hmm. married them and she didn't necessarily know until you knew um it's not something like you were hiding because you repressed it i mean you were hiding it in that sense because you're repressing it but um what has her i guess engagement been in all this what has her role been in all this and how is she feeling and um where are you to today
1: Um, so, you know, like I said, the first month and a half was, uh, was pretty rough and I, and I had to be very much like, um, you know, very much of that mindset of like, you know, I'm not the person she thought she married. Um, it's no, it's nobody's fault. You know, that's the other thing I had to be very clear about. It's not my fault. It's not her fault. Um, you know, this is a challenge to her own like sexuality and stuff and her, her own identity, you know, I mean, she you know, we're talking family pictures and stuff will now be different. Like, you know, so it's, it's a complete, you know, flipping both our worlds upside down, but I, you know, in the midst of my own internal struggle and transition, I had to remain keenly aware of what she was going through as well. Like, I mean, you're right. It's, it's just as much a change for them in some ways as it is us. Um, um, you know, it's in some ways, you know, and she even kind of characterized herself as this later on as like she you know she's more asexual than anything so in a lot of ways that's been a huge burden off her shoulders of trying to like cuz i've always been like super high libido and everything and uh she'd always you know kind of feel bad for not being able to kind of meet me on that level um but removing all that is of course you know been a huge load off her shoulders but um but it it took her, you know, I'd say a good, you know, couple months to really settle into the idea of of you know the change and and feeling the change and uh being okay with it, you know. Um, you know, like I said, we floated words about like separating, but we're staying together, um, you know, and stuff like that. And uh a lot of those conversations we had at the beginning, like, and we probably need to kind of revisit some of those now, but um, you know, a lot of that's changed but like she I'm lucky enough that she's so supportive. Like she, you know, she's, you know, in, insistent on calling me Lindsay and uh, you know, she always used she and her and stuff like that. Like she's really good about that. And she was talking to my mom not long after I came out to my mom um, back when it was still fairly early. And I heard her in the other room and using my, you know, my dead name and stuff and saying he and him and, you know, and, and she, she actually mentioned to me, she was like, I got to stop doing that because it, 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 is not helping your mom i don't think you know it's it's you know kind of encouraging the idea that i don't believe you or something like that and uh you know um so she um and i told her too i was like kind of the way it makes me feel when i overhear that stuff it kind of makes me feel like a like a mental patient that i'm like in the other room like you know and and y'all are calling me he and him and the second i walk in they're like oh hi Lindsay. you know and And i was just like i'm I'm not crazy like you gotta you gotta understand um so you know it's like after the after all those adjustments and everything like i'd said before like her role is you know completely supportive now um but, uh, you know, it, it's definitely not easy and it's going to be different for, you know, a lot of people, obviously, depending on, you know, what your wife expects, you know, cause I've, I've seen, you know, I've read plenty of stories and everything and trying to, you know, overcome a lot of my own stuff. And, you know, there's, there's wives and stuff who were like, look, I mean, I married a man and I need, you know, part of who I am, my identity is being married to a man. And it's like, mm-hmm. and there is nothing, there's no reason, there's no right for you to be like well i'm still the same person and mm-hmm. you know you should love me for me like it shouldn't matter my gender you know it's like yeah, i see yeah. the temptation to to be like that but it's just as much of your right to feel secure in your sexuality and identity and it's just as you know it equally applies to her like it's her right to feel secure in her identity too and being married to you know being heterosexual is is key to a lot of people's identity and there's nothing wrong with that um, mm-hmm. so, you know, and that's one thing I've kind of tried to remind myself throughout this whole process is, is giving myself the courage to change, like allowing myself the courage to, to allow these changes to take place. Um, and it's scary cause you don't know what's, what's going to happen. It's kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. you're holding on, there's a water slide down there and you don't know how fast you're going to go and you're kind of just holding on, but you just kind of, kind of let go and just, you know, and hope for the best. And, uh, you know, luckily I, you know, we seem to be on a good track but um but i mean if it's going to go bad if it's going to cause a, a divorce like like i uh, you know tell my friend don't light yourself on fire to keep somebody else warm like you know kicking you know kicking the can like i feel like we live in a culture of kick the can is like well, let's address this problem later like the whole world is playing kick the can of like you know uh, with the you know just the climate change and and how we just refuse to get rid of these old habits like you know overconsumption of oil and just destroying natural resources and And, you know, here I am in pest control, like witnessing these systems in decline of like, you know, other, you know, people overusing pesticides and things like that. And like, you know, my boss, like, you know, if we're doing, you know, a house where they've got a ton of flowers around the house, he'll spray that whole bush, you know, with pesticide, like, you know, unaware of, or not unaware, he's fully aware of like killing bees, you're killing butterflies, pollinators, like, you know, I mean, it's, it's atrocious, you know, just to witness these things. And that's part of the, you know. And I'd say like, you know, well, I'm part of the problem, but also like most pest control is just education. Like people are like, Oh, I want these things gone. And I'm like, well, actually you don't like, you think you don't want spiders, but they're going to kill more bugs than my stuff's going to kill. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I'm constantly trying to educate people on how to, you know, get rid of those old preconceptions about like what they want. And, you know, and the whole world, I feel like is just so averse to change and, you know, I mean, transition, not just identity transition, but transition is a key part of human life. And, uh, you know, transitioning from one phase of your life to another. And, um, you know, and I know people have been stuck in ruts for years, and they want to change this, and they want to do this. But they need to make a lot of changes and all those changes together seem really scary. So they're like, Oh, I'll just like, I'll quit smoking my vape and then I'll quit drinking beer and then I'll quit smoking weed. You may just need to quit all those things at once. Like I know that's, you know, that, no, that's not the key for everybody. Like, but making large sweeping changes and never looking back or as I call it like the hard goodbye is just like, that's something that's a skill that you learn, but like, you really gotta make those hard lefts, you know. Like, I'm I'm a big fan of the hard left. Like, it's not an easy thing to do, but like, when you're on the wrong path and you feel it, like, you gotta make that change. And you gotta, you know, and uh, it doesn't always work, but you know, it's it's always worth it to try. And then, you know, you kind of get emboldened to try again if it doesn't work. Like, um, you know, I mean, like quitting the alcohol and then you know i smoked tobacco a lot of my life and then i got on that vape a couple years ago and then i dropped that you know like a year ago but like i love that vape like i would have hit that jewel all day if i could like (laughs) you know i love those things and and like leaving some of those things behind doesn't mean i love them any less it's just like i know i've got to move past it um and then after a while you know you kind of get used to it but you know, embracing change is one of the hardest things I feel like people can do because it's so scary. You don't know what's ahead, but, um, it's a skill too, but the more you do it, the better you get. And, um, I, that's, that's all I can tell people is just like, you know, if, if you don't think that your relationship can survive a transition, your marriage, your whatever, even your relation with your kids and stuff, you putting it off is not doing anybody any favors. Like, you know, um, and there's a time and a place doesn't mean you have to immediately be like tomorrow. Just be like, look, this is what's happening. Like, or, you know, some wives will even know and they'll tell their husbands, like, look, if you if you choose to pursue this, it's over, you know, and so they'll just be like, go along and just be like, OK, well, maybe when the kids get out of the house, I'll, I'll do it or something. And, you know, I mean, maybe that is the, the right path for some people, um, but it seems like a lot of people end up really unhappy doing that kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Now for you though, are you, you said you and your well, wife are now in a d- domestic partnership. Is it because of the whole transitioning thing and she didn't accept it or how did that turn into a marriage and then change? I also don't know the difference. Maybe I'm just stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of thing. We still sleep in the same bed, you know, we still kiss, we still tell each other, I love you. Um, you know, we've only had sex twice since this all started. Um, but that's not like an issue, but that is like, that is very different from, you know, our relationship before, um, which, you know, is fine and everything. Um, but, um, I just kind of lost my train of thought. Um, (laughs) um, you'll find it, you'll find it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so it's, it's different, but it's more like, so you know and we'd kind of floated this before but it was even scarier before transitioning but the idea of opening up certain areas of our relationship like the bdsm stuff and you know like i'd had a Life profile and i was you know like well hey i want to kind of get into like you know photography and like doing rope bondage and stuff and like learn shibari and everything and like you know and for some you know classic couples like that could be a huge like no you know but uh we were more open to that but it was also you know very scary and she she had those fears of like well if i meet somebody who's into the same stuff i'm into it's you know all of a sudden i won't love her anymore or i'll realize how much better it could be and i'll leave her um but this doing you know going down this path has been um a lot more open to the idea of like you know we're gonna kind of not necessarily date other people. And and that's the thing. like, I don't, I'm not trying to like date anybody this early in my transition. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's fair to somebody else to like, you know, I'm still figuring myself out, you know, um, it's not fair to kind of just like, you know, cause two months ago, even, you know, two months into my transition, I am completely different than I am now. And like, I couldn't have foreseen some of these changes. Like, you know, I, in some ways maybe I overdosed on openness. I was very, you know, I made some <laughs> meme, a meme of like, uh, some like bubbly blonde girl and saying like one month into transition. And she's saying like, ask me anything. And then four months in transition. And it's got a picture of uh, the Joker from the, from the latest Joker movie where he's smoking a cigarette and he's going, you wouldn't get it. <laughs> like, you know, that's, <laughs> that's kind of my, my thoughts is like, I was so open and anxious and are like willing to talk to anybody about any aspect of it. Yeah. Ask me about my genitals. How am I, Ask me how I feel about that. I'll, I'll answer anything, but now I'm just like, you know, maybe I, I overdosed on all that openness, but I'm just like I've got such a different picture of what this is, and uh, yeah, I'm just like uh, completely different about it. But um, yeah, with that stuff, it's in some ways it's it's good to open up those channels to where you know I can go, um, you know it's again, I'm not really trying to date anybody, but like, you know, I know a couple who, you know, they, they're like poly and everything. And they're pansexuals, you know, so that, you know, they're cool with everybody. But like, you know, they've kind of invited me, you know, to play with them. And, you know, we go out to dinner here and there and we really haven't done anything, but, you know, and that's part of the thing. I want to make sure, you know, we're friends and we're all cool before we do anything like that. But if I had tried to, you know, do some of that before transition, it probably wouldn't have been as, you know, cool. Um, but it's more cool now. And in some ways that has relieved some of the pressure. Um, um, so we're able to enjoy each other more, my wife and I, without some of those expectations and un- unmet needs, if that makes sense. So again, mm-hmm. like I tell mm-hmm. people like paradoxically, we have strengthened in a lot of ways. Um, and like, you know, we still, I mean, we still consider ourselves married, you know, um, you know, we, you know, she, she calls me her wife, you know, and things like that. Like, uh, and again, we probably need to revisit some of those old conversations and make sure, you know, we're on a good page right now. But, um, but we're completely committed to wanting to raise our daughter together and everything. And like, in, you know, in some ways we're like, well, we're just kind of like best friends now who live together and raise our kid. And like, yeah, we still hug and kiss until, you know, say we love each other. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know this whole idea of heteronormativity and like, uh, you know, you've got to be this cookie cutter of family to be successful is all just something we're kind of like instilled with as we grow up. It's what we see. It's what we see depicted on TV and movies, and like, it's all bullshit though. Like, there, there, you know, like there's studies about like two parent households and and you know, um, kids being more well adjusted who grow up in two parent households, but it's not saying a man and a woman. It's just saying two people like to split the, you know when one's tired then there's another parent on hand like the kid has more chances to catch attention and is given an example of what love looks like and what you know compassion and empathy look like um doesn't have anything to do with like the traditional gender roles that we we're all kind of given that are like you know luckily we're kind of shirking off at this stage and you know human well some states more than others and you know i know religious mindsets are have a lot of problems with that and you know, but, but that's, you know, again, allowing the courage to change is like, uh, you know, embracing that unknown. Like it's not always so bad. Like, you know, people, people, you know, are, we're all fucking brainwashed by society and some more, more than others. But like, yeah, it's, it's not, you know, there is no right way to live. You know, that that's an important thing this mm-hmm. is like, you know, kids, mm-hmm. kids are brought up in all sorts of different family environments, single parent households, and and they turn out just fine. and, you know, there, there is no set standard for what, you know, life needs to be. And a lot of people, you know, they need to be given a set of instructions on how to live their life. Um, and, you know, that's one thing, you know, with my philosophy education is like, you know, you, you can look at the authors, the greats, the Sartre and the existentialists and all that stuff. And, you know, Descartes and Plato and read all the greats and everything. And that's that's wonderful um but really what philosophy is doing it's giving you the tools to think and express yourself and to take ideas and work with them internally and turn them over and look at them from different perspectives and it gives you a clearer way to to approach life and um express yourself and and figure shit out and that's in, been indispensable to my own life like I can't recommend it enough you know i, I know a lot of people take an intro to philosophy class and will be like oh i hated that i'll never do that again um but um but shit's great. Like, cause I mean, what do you spend doing more than any, anything else in your life is thinking like that's, that's really, we're just thinking meat. We're thinking machines. Like, mm-hmm, you right. know, that's the only thing we really are that is ourselves as thoughts. And that's why, you know, I was saying, oh, there's no change. Like I'm really just still me. It's like, um, there has been no change on my internal thoughts and everything. And that's really all I am. And like this avatar called a body, um, you know, just can be whatever I want it to be um and that was one thing you know so when i talk about like repression and everything like that like uh, like a month or two before i cracked or before like hatching days i call it like um i seen like a uh, something on a trans subreddit like i was following agar irl for a little while and um uh-huh, uh-huh. you know i just thought it was funny because like i always played female characters in video games and that's where i first saw a meme about like oh yeah i always play the female characters but totally cis though um but i just thought that was kind of funny <laughs> so i followed them um But I remember seeing somebody like a picture of somebody's before and after transitioned. And uh, I remember like in passing, again, one of those like two open windows breeze just coming through. I was like, yeah, if I transitioned, uh, I would just feminize my name. Basically, I just decided I was like, yeah, it would be this. But like, again, I didn't allow myself to chew on that at all. Um, but about five days after hatching, when I had a friend over and I was kind of like, you know, laying all this out for her, she was like, okay, well, it sounds like you've got a lot going on in your head and you don't know if you're a cross-dresser, you don't know if you're trans, you don't know if you're gender fluid. My best advice is just to slow down and just, and do some internal searching and look what's in there. And maybe it's a woman, maybe it's not. (laughs) Um, so I did that. And what I realized was like, so when I was 11, 12, 13, 14, um, I'd gotten a computer, one of those old iMac G threes, um, in my room, it was like the first computer I'd ever had. You know, my brother didn't have one. It was kind of, you know, he always had the video game systems and I, I did too, but like this computer was mine, but, um, I was playing like Starcraft and, um, you know, it's it's battlenet, you know, was early internet. Um, pretty much everybody's anonymous. And I tried to be m- what I was told was me. Like I tried, you know, being a boy a few times, like with a screen name and just and it was it always fell flat. I could just never talk to people or be me. It was like given the space to be your mind, like purely be your mind, and you could be whatever you truly were. It didn't make sense for me to like try to force myself to be that person. So I made like a female name, and like you know, and it started out like as a curiosity, like, well, how will people treat me if they think I'm a female online but um, it started out as that, and it just became its own thing, and that's where i I started living on that computer, basically, like during summer, away from school, and after school, like that's all I did was play Starcraft, and then Diablo Two came out, and that's all I did was play that. But, um, but I went by lens and like, it, you know, I was in a group, uh, like a clan, like a group of people and like, um, you know, they all thought I was a girl or at least treated me like one. And like, it wasn't like a thing where it was like an attention seeking, like, you know, my identity as a female was always like secondary to how well I could play the game and how good of a, you know, teammate and sport I was. But, um, I did that for about four years. I lived purely online as lens. And then when I turned like 15 and 16, I got extremely guilty feeling about it and thought it was just like, I can never tell anybody. I never told a therapist. I barely ever wrote about it. There's maybe only a few, you know, I have tons of journals growing up and like, I tried to document my life as much as I could as I lived it. But I never talked about lens because I didn't know what it meant. And then, um, you know, a few years ago, I started like an an autobiography just because I had this intense fear of death. Like I had, um, what's called thanatophobia, like where I was, I had this fear of dying and I didn't know why. And I just, I felt important to leave documents. Like I have tons of voice recordings or not tons, but I have voice recordings from my daughter and stuff in case Mm -hmm. something happened to me that she would have my voice at least to listen to. Um, but like, I, I think it was like, because I hadn't lived my life and I was afraid if I had died, like then I did, did I even really exist? Um, because after transitioning, after starting this, all that shit like faded away. Um, mm-hmm. But like in that autobiography, I only mentioned Lynn's like once. And I basically had decided it was because I was trying to become a writer and I was just testing out how good of a character I could make. I was just like, yeah, I can flesh out a character and that's what I was doing. And that's when I finally closed the book on lens, but I had not thought about it until my friend told me to like sit down and search inside. Like, you know, like I said, like two months ago, I talked about, well, if I did transition, my female name would be X, which was just the feminized version of my given name. But, you know, once I looked back at that section of my life and realized that that that's who I'd been the whole time, like sort of a deal, like, You know, and I just hadn't been given the reins or the allowed to live that life until I got online and nobody was looking over my shoulder to see what was going on. But um but yeah, that's when I like discovered myself, I guess you could say. And that was like six five or six days after hatching day, and that's when I like realized that my name was Lindsay and you know, the shit was Fucking crazy, dude. Like, I cannot <laughs> stress just how wild of a ride it was. Like, I felt I, I described it now, it was like a 10 day mushroom trip where I was just like diving through the past and just introspecting and just like, you know, like I said, all this repression stuff, like, um, just like all these breadcrumbs and clues I was like having my whole life and like leaving for myself. I didn't, I didn't know what they meant until I like discovered what was really going on and what this narrative of my life had been up until now about, yeah, like I said, fucking crazy, dude. I couldn't believe it. I was like, Holy shit. Like <laughs> that's, what's been so off about me my entire life.
0: Right. Right. Uh, let's take a break um, just mm-hmm. for, you know, uh, you take a, another breath or another because <laughs> right we, we got a lot, of, I know you had you're aching to speak about this stuff and I love it.
1: I love yeah, yeah. Do you mind if I pee one more time? Go
0: ahead. I knew it. All let's, right. Let's cool. take a break. You're you're getting there. You're getting hyper. Uh, I was like, I love it. I love it. Go pee. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'll be right back.
0: What's up, Cross Yas listener? It's me, Giselle, coming at you, wanting to ask you for your help. That's right. My desperate broke ass needs your help. AKA money. Now, you know I'm not too proud to beg. Really, I'm not too proud to beg. So I'm asking you if you could go to the CrossYasPodcast.com website, scroll down, and on the sidebar, find the Ko-Fi website. Coffee? Ko-Fi? Who knows? Find the Ko-Fi website donation button and donate a measly $3. Or more if you're feeling generous. I hope you are. It ain't free to run this place, podcast hosting, the website, technology, all that jazz. So your money would go a long way. So if you want to help support the podcast, well, consider donating today by again going to the crossyaspodcast.com website, clicking on the Ko-Fi donation link, and do a one-time donation or more if you're feeling generous because, you know, I ain't mad. The more, the merrier. And, well, it'll be me who will be merrier. Anyways, thanks for listening. Please send money and back to the podcast. No, I mean, the, the everything you saw. So I realized once I have a philosopher on here, literally a philosophy major and a good writer and a good speaker, they're going to go off. And I love it. And I'm, I'm, this podcast is less me, right? It's more whatever the guest needs to speak about, needs to say. And if you need to speak about those things, and you clearly have um, something to say and you need to say it. And I'm just like, yes, the podcast is way better because of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just like that. That whole thing was like shocking. I was like, that was the biggest surprise of my life. Sort of a thing was like realizing like who I was. I was just, I wanted to be able to convey that journey to the world, you know, because I just, I, you know, obviously I'm not a unique thing. Like I'm surely other people have like undergone these kind of like, you know, transformations of like not really transforming, but realizing what you have been the entire time, you know, lifting the veil and all that. Like uh I I never yeah. forget a couple of years ago, actually I had trip mushrooms that I had like had laying around in my house for like eight months. I kept these like little bag of three grams of mushrooms and then I took them and tripped like by myself. And I told my wife later I distinctly felt the presence of another person and uh and distinctly female too. And I just like told my, you know, I told her myself, it's like I, I must have been God. Like I met God, you know, and uh now the more <laughs> I think it was more like Lynn's just like banging on the door being like, Hey, like you need to come to terms with this, but, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's crazy. It, it's crazy. And, and your future seems bright. Uh, what do you, what do you plan to do with, um, Linz in the future? What do you see her going, um, as a parent, as a human being, as just you, what do you, what do you see yourself?
1: That's such a tough question. You know, um, you know obviously my first thing was I, I needed to get out of the pest control industry. So I don't have to do this double life thing anymore. Cause it's, it's getting tough to not cross the streams, you know, about, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, it's just mentally draining too. you know, becoming you know dressing as a boy every single day to go out and then come home it's just it's so fatiguing um so you know obviously that's my first step but i i have thought a lot about it i was like should i could just go back to school i could try to you know be a lawyer you know philosophy majors do really good on the bar exam it's like you know, a lot of them get into lawyer or strategic consulting like you know, mm-hmm, I, I had mm-hmm. planned on getting my PhD in philosophy years ago. Um, it's super competitive and it's super difficult. And there's so many fucking talented people out there doing that stuff, and it's just you know, it's self-esteem thing. Like, am I that good? Like, um, but so I'm I'm not sure, you know. And it's like when I was writing that autobiography, um, you know, I'm it's you know, it's it's like 90 pages or 100 pages by now, but you know, I will just touch on it here and there. You know, I've been writing for like three years, and I'm not always working on it, but this all happened towards, you know, what I would consider getting towards the end of it. And then I kind of was like, well, shit, you know, that kind of makes for an interesting read of like, you know, a cis person uh, who thought they were cis Mm -hmm. writing this life story and then realizing that that's the reason they wanted to write the life story was because kind of like a searching for answers thing. Like, and then also like, I was afraid, like I may die at any moment. And then if I did, I wouldn't solve the riddle. And um, if I left behind a document at least, like, then maybe my daughter or somebody else could solve the riddle for me. <laughs> like, or my, you know, before my daughter came along, it was all for my, like, my niece, my nephew, and niece. I was just like, you know, all the shit I've written, all the journal, you know, I started journaling in 2004 when I started college. And, I was just like, you know, if if something happens to me, all a bunch of my thoughts are going to be on the page right there and somebody else can unravel it and figure out what, what it all means because I still have not been able to do it. But, um, I have no idea. Like, you know, and that's the thing with my life and with most people's life is, you know, we kind of just fall into things and, um, you know, it's, it's less about like, sometimes not always about that direct clear plan. You may have a plan, but you kind of just like go along and, you know, kind of just got to let whatever happen happens, happen. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm on that, you know, just taking the first step is just to go full time and not have to, you know, flip flop anymore. Um And so, you mm-hmm. know, finally I've been applying for jobs and shit like that as a transgender female. And uh that's been really stressful, but also, you know, a little empowering just, you know, cause I'm getting there, you know, and, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I'm, Still, you know, I've been drug testing myself for the weed. Like it's been like almost two months. I'm still not clean. Like, and that's super frustrating. Um, but. And no, in another month, that shit will be out of my system, and then I can apply for any job and not have to worry about oh, I gotta go big piss or I gotta you know <laughs> worry about random drug testing and all that shit. It's just like, and that's kind of liberating too um but I have no idea like you know i I toy more with the idea of going back to school or trying to take my writing more seriously um you know i've I wanted to teach philosophy for a long time, but um, I you'd be no. good at it, you'd be really good at it,. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always thought I would be. And, like, you know, my philosophy professor would, she loved, like, you know, putting me in front of like situations where I would have to present stuff because I was pretty good at it, you know, and I can convey these yeah. big, complex ideas in a very, yes. like, simple yes. way, you know? Yes. Um, um,
0: yes, please. I would love to, I don't know, sign up for your masterclass in philosophy or something.
1: <laughs> like, oh yeah. I mean, even an intro, you know, so many people struggle with that intro. It's either intro or ethics is that most people take, and they really have a hard mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. getting around all that stuff. And like, if I could just simplify that or just spark that enthusiasm and, cause I mean, that stuff is so primordial. I feel like to the, to the way humans think about like, you know, the whole Descartes, like, I think therefore I am stuff like, you know, I always heard that, that phrase growing up, but like when you see his process of how he gets there, like that shit's beautiful. Like it's, you know, it's really interesting. And, you know, philosophy is not quite an art. It's not quite a science. Like it's kind of its own thing. Like, you know, taking philosophy of science and how science is like a human activity um, is really interesting. And like, it, it bleeds into every, aspect of our lives and people you know we live in systems designed by philosophy you know co- communism capitalism syst- you know john locke's social th- um theory and all these things like we are in steeped in philosophy and yet you have people going like who That shit's not important like you <laughs> right. know and, and that's when i discovered contrapoints like you familiar
0: Ooh, yes. Love, yeah. love her. She's so good. Yeah,
1: like, um, she's, you know, she was going for her PhD in philosophy and, um, you can see Makes her sense. training and thinking in the way she mm-hmm, presents mm-hmm. her videos and like goes through these, these big ideas. Like, you know, that, that shit is really cool. And, um, it's, there's a Why lot don't you do used. that?
0: You do that. Linz could do that. I would love to watch a video or something about you doing your thing. Like you're clearly... Well, first <laughs> you have a yeah, great yeah. mind, like, yes, like that's, I'm all about that.
1: I think, it you know, I think about doing that. I've, I've wanted to do a podcast for the longest time. Uh, I've kind of like toyed with like trying to get like a partner to like, you know, do some stuff with, I mean, I could probably also maybe do something by myself. I don't know.
0: Yes. But, if you want uh, a segment here, shoot, maybe we'll have you back for a uh, lens. I don't know. Lins yeah, there you laying go. it on you. I don't know, Lins... Hey, hey, that's
1: that's a pretty catchy title right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you need to like dig into dig into some a little deeper, being like, okay, well, we're going to get our resident philosophers take on this, and uh, exactly resident Lins
0: lay is <laughs> yeah. laying it on you, and then we'll just have your segment because you're clearly like, uh, you know, you've got the mind for it. Like the the world needs more philosophers and thinkers to critically think, right? In a world full of uh, Twitter, yes. Twitter shit. <laughs> you know oh i Twitter know bathroom wall like tweets
1: yeah with the, nobody with the forwards, am- maybe, amount of disinformation you know. floating around like philosophy right. is more necessary than ever for people to critically mm-hmm. think for themselves and be like mm-hmm. wait does, you know that sounds true but is it you know like <laughs> yeah like I've, I've argued that for a while it's like philosophy is is needed more than ever in our society and yet it's more it's the philosophy programs are shrinking like you know they're they're you know they're pushing it out of universities and stuff. It's, it's seen as is you know impractical and like you know and it's mm-hmm, problem too mm-hmm. with our college system of like if you're not going to make money then what are you going for? Like, right? You know right. I always joke that when people are like find out I went to school for philosophy I'm like yeah I, I can just think really good about how broke I am. You know it's just like <laughs> it's a funny joke to me, but it's also like it's extremely sad and it and it shines a, yeah. an, a light on on you know the problem. A lot of people don't know what the word means. Like I remember my mom. When I told her what I was doing, she was like, I just don't get how you can major and what people and people's opinions. And I was like, it is that's, it is so far from just people's that's, opinions.
0: Yeah. That's one way to think of it, I guess. Sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Folk knowledge is big, you know, about like this idea of like, oh, we've <laughs> always done it this way. Or my mom always said this, or we just always did it like this. Or we, you know, we thought this, sure, and, sure. you know?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it, and and in a world moving more forward with how we deal with gender as well as the cross dressers as well as you know fashion as well as like things that affect the transgender umbrella you know uh, other topics as well not just fashion but um it's important to critically think how the hell are we going to deal with this moving forward transitioning um you know uh law right like how are we gonna Mm -hmm. you know what do we like Geez, the the tech and you live in texas Mm -hmm. like girl like what are you doing there (laughs)
1: like ground zero for yeah the culture (laughs) war basically and uh yeah. And, you know, and it's like I said, a small conservative town, like it's, it's not, you know, and that's one thing, it's not as bad as, you know, the media makes it out to be like, sure, I haven't, sure. I have not been shouted at yet. I haven't been like assaulted sure. or anything. And, you know, I, I try to take care of where I go and, and what I do, you know, and just like, you know, any, any person should, you know, basic safety and all that, you know, I carry pepper spray. I carry a, one of those personal alarms that you can pull the pin out and it like emits like a super high frequency oh, pit, you yeah. know and then you throw yeah. it like a grenade um so that you know like they can't they can't <laughs> shut it off and then it just draws attention but like i've Is never had to use this
0: gender warfare like no, it's pretty much, yeah it's like
1: yeah you have like escalating forms of self-defense and uh oh, you know and like you should definitely have that stuff but it's probably not quite as necessary you know, as, is you might think, um, but you don't you know, want to
0: live in a world like that. If that's no. what it comes down to in Texas, like what you t- no. why and, and move, move.
1: <laughs> that that's, and that's on our agenda. You know, I mean, that's, that's our main, we tried, i we kind of made a commitment to ourselves that by like, you know, August of next year, we would, if not already be moved, we would be well on our way to moving. Um, but you know, my my wife went to school for photography and uh, a couple of other things, and she she came into the relationship with a good amount of student debt. Um, which you know, I I have some student debt too from when I finished, um, but not near as much as her. And and you know, we both you know, she came in with a lot of credit card debt too. Um, mm-hmm. but we're you know we're managing that stuff. But we do have. a a nice little chunk of debt and monthly payments and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's tough, you know, and she, she recently went back to school for something a little more technical and is working in that field now. So she's making more money now and it's now it's just kind of my turn to start making more money too. Um, but that's, that's a big hurdle is, mm-hmm. you know, we were never trained, you know, in any kind of financial management. Like a lot of people aren't as, mm-hmm. um, you know, our mm-hmm. parents never taught us anything about managing money and well. bad habits that kind of get you bogged down and stuff. And mm-hmm. like, Oh, we need mm-hmm. to eat out because we had a tough week. So we deserve to spend $20 on, you know, cane's chicken, mm-hmm. like things like that <laughs> are so instilled in us. Um, but they're, it's all again, just kind of bullshit. And, uh we made big strides in getting away from some of those behaviors, but you know, we're not perfect. And, uh, sometimes you do have a fucking bad week and yeah, you want that goddamn chicken. Like, you know, um, but, <laughs> but yeah, we're definitely, you know, now that remote work is more prevalent, like that's going to make it easier for us to, if we need to move away, um, you know, we can get a job and then relocate as opposed to like, well, I need to line up a job and then relocate. Cause it, you know, it costs right, money right. to move and, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm you know and yeah that's you know i got to get my like name changed and all that before i leave texas Mm -hmm. you know i've I've been assured that if you leave it can be difficult because you probably need to come back to you know go in front of a judge and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah we're kind of giving ourselves a generous little window to get out um but i've got to apply myself and i've got to get some kind of job that pays halfway decently um you know, and all the places we want to go are fairly high cost of living too. you know, all the, all the quote best places for transgender people and people like us, or, you know, you know, Washington state's on our radar, like, you know, uh, Vermont and, you know, places like, you know, of course, Colorado, you know, all those places in California and it's mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. expensive places to live, you know, and, mm-hmm.
0: but and, 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 and and, and you, you have to weigh the cost of being, you know, in a community that, you know, with California does it, right? Where we're I mean, the the general consensus is we're very open and you be yourself. It's true, you can be yourself. Again, you're paying for it. Um, right. But- are you willing to go through those, you know, sacrifices? Because again, it's not easy. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not. You know, it's not just like, oh, we're going to move here and it's going to be perfect. Like, it's not that. It's not like that. Anymore. Yeah, and I have,
1: I have no experience moving. I've never yeah. left. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I, I, I don't yeah. know the first thing about it. Like nobody instructed me. I've never. I don't have any examples mm-hmm. to lead by. Like my wife has mm-hmm. has gone off a couple of times and to different states and lived, so she's yeah. got more experience in it. Um, but I don't. know i wanted to move to canada that was a big thing and um mm -hmm. i you know i kind of like got on reddit at one point and i was just like explain this like i'm a fucking you know five-year-old like how do i move out of the country (laughs) like what's step one what's step two like you know Mm -hmm. um and it's it's not easy but it's also like it's you know it's just a mental block it's an anxious thing it's it's tough to really dive in seriously and do it um you know we culture again struggles with procrastination and and things like that it's you know Mm -hmm. self self self-motivation is also a skill that's hard hard to master
0: sure and one of the uh, (laughs) catch-22s of being a philosopher or philosophy major is the (laughs) <laughs> the overthinking right
1: oh yeah absolutely <laughs> you're
0: just like well let me let me just put all my you know uh, pros and cons list and let me just put the, okay if i do this it's gonna be this that and then like you you're so paralyzed eventually by uh, mm-hmm. choice <laughs> i'll defeat
1: myself yeah i'll go yeah. full circle and land back at like well i'm just not gonna do it. yeah it's yeah over i've had every therapist i've ever had tell me i i'm, <laughs> I'm a bad overthinker and like you know i need yeah. to be more forgiving to myself and yes. things yes and honestly,
0: just like like Nike, just do it. You eventually do it, you get used to it, you figure it out and you're just like, oh, that was easy. <laughs> yeah. It's basically what you did last year. You stuck something up your ass and you're like, wait a minute, this isn't gay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah 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 no shit yeah that still makes me so angry it's like i wanted to tell every dude i knew like man if you have not fucked <laughs> around with your prostate you need to do it like yeah. <laughs> like we are prostate owners and uh that yes. shit is a pleasure factory and it's dope yes. like there's exactly. nothing gay about it like
0: exactly the first person who probably did it was like was a person, and then like had so much shame for themselves that said, "No, this is this is wrong. This is what's the what's the worst word we can think of? Gay. Yeah, this is gay. We're not mm-hmm. doing this And he probably enjoyed it himself, and was like in the corner, like, "I'm enjoying this up my ass all the time, all the time. This is great. This is great, <laughs> right?" Yeah. So I would, if you want help, I mean, um, in terms of moving, Billy, our resident uh, favorite Texan, uh, she moved from college station texas had no experience moving to california and she did it earlier this year she's struggling but you know what she's done it she's the happiest she's ever been more so than um you know she uprooted her entire life to move here she didn't know anyone except me sierra uh, ty lily and a couple of other you know people yeah. and she's blossoming you know and happy and it's tough but nothing's easy, right? You, you're right. realizing that nothing's easy, mm-hmm. and it's that that threshold that you just have to overcome. And once you do, you're in like, you know, you're just happy. It's essentially like the threshold of your rectum, just like pushing right through yes. it. Yes. And here you are, you're happy. You realize what you want, and. I don't know. He just seemed, I think you'll be happier. It may not be in California. Maybe it's in Colorado. Maybe it's in Washington state. Maybe it's in Vermont. It just can't be there where you are in my opinion, because mm-hmm. I mean, again, the, the negative connotations with Texas, with the whole abortion thing, right. With trans uh, gender, like, yeah, I mean, that Fogia. stuff you
1: don't the, need to do sports Please. bills and, you know, all that all that bullshit. And, and it's not only just the, the oppressive environment. It's just like my whole life has been here and my history is here. And it's just like it's only, you know, I've be running into people, you know, that I know from the past. And it's like most they don't recognize mm-hmm. me. But like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's only a matter of time before I don't like I don't I'm tired of my past catching up with me, you know, and it's like to mm. move forward like. You know, and that's what I try to explain to my mom. Like she, she was, you know, kept calling me, you know, she stopped calling me by my dead name, but she would still tell my daughter, like, Oh, you know, go tell, go tell them hi and go, you know, is, you know, and stuff like that. And um, I just, t- you know, every time you tell me that stuff, you're not allowing me to move forward and like being trapped right. in my trappings of an old life is not allowing me to move forward. Right. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it's mentally too, like I need, I need to start my life, you know? Um. So, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, i gotta prioritize the the relocating thing first you know um i mean or maybe not first but you know what i mean i, I that's got to be set as a high priority for me because i mean you're right like you know um gotta get out of here and not just because you know and i i started playing um Diablo too with uh, some people online I kind of met a little group and everything none of them know I'm trans or anything like that and um, I mean they all call me Linz, um but it's just like the kind of thing where you know they'll make a joke about Texas and, and I'll be like dude I gotta get out of here they're gonna kill me like <laughs> they realize you know and like yeah, none of them realize but you know, that's another tough thing about making new friends and everything especially when you're doing it online like I'm playing a DD group i'm trying dungeons and dragons for the first time in my life with this uh group of people um Ooh. you know yeah yeah and it's pretty cool you know to the first sessions tonight um you know they're yes, they call me Lins yes. and everything but none of them know i'm transgender and it's the kind oh. of thing where i'm just like you know i started out being like it's fine it doesn't matter i just need new friends and everything but then i'm like dude you're just you're making this coming out thing you're gonna have to do it again you know i i after you know told mm. myself, i told myself i'm done coming out to people it was kind of neat and exciting at first, but it got very fatiguing um, having to do that same like song and dance of, you know, so here's where it started. And, you know, um, but, uh, (laughs) but, you know, it's just like, I I question myself, like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, I, you know, if if they're going to make a big deal about me being trans, then I don't need to fuck with them anyway. But then the other (laughs) part of me is like, well, no, I mean, if, if we become friends and I'm part of the group and everything like that, and then it comes out, they're going to probably be more likely to accept me because they know me and they've been gaming with me for like, you know, X amount of time. So that's, that's going to be really shitty of them if they're just like, Oh, I can't talk to you because I don't agree with you. Or, you know, it's just, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like it's going to slip at one point or somebody's going to say something transphobic and I'm going to be like, you think that's fucking funny? Like, <laughs> <laughs> going could have cut their throat like yeah say yeah. some shit yes yeah, say yeah some exactly shit. be like oh yeah tell me more like oh really do you also hate people for the color of their skin like you know that people can't help being trans trans well right like you think they're not people suddenly well okay tell me more like oh really did you know i'm trans like yeah oh, we've been nice. gaming for like two months you think that's you know but I just like yeah
0: I pull the rug underneath them yeah like what? what what yeah exactly right yeah
1: yeah just say it like it ain't shit and be like oh yeah i'm trans yeah like, what i'm like yeah you doesn't change anything does it right i mean that'd be pretty fucking shallow of you
0: <laughs> yeah make but, them turn tables on them yeah yeah
1: mm-hmm, yeah, yeah but uh but uh, yeah there's a part of me that's just like dude why are you doing this you you know but you know because it's like my voice you know that's the major thing it's like the voice training and all that you, you get on YouTube, and you listen to some of these trans voice lessons and you hear these girls with these amazing voices. And it's just like watching a bodybuilder be like, you know, and you're 500 pounds and then be like, okay, well, here's what we're going to do to get you in shape. And you're just like, bro. No, that's not going to work like that for me. It's just like taking those first steps. It's like looking at a mountain and being like, okay, step one, step two. Like, it's such a daunting thing to start to want to work on your voice. Um, but it, my voice does not at all pass, you know what I mean? So it's it's hard for me to like try to jump into a group and be like, yeah, it's this girl here, you know, <laughs> like...
0: What's up, Cross Yas listener? It's your host, Giselle, again, and I'm here to tell you about the Patreon. Patreon is a way where you, the Cross Yas listener, can get bonus extra content to enjoy. The Cross Yas podcast Patreon is separated by three tiers Basic Queen, Yas Queens, and Yas Queens Sing, which allows you to get digital art, bonus episodes, and even an empowerment song from my wife, Kirsten, or all the above. To find out more, check out the podcast.com website and click on our Patreon links, which are located on the sidebar. Or you can go directly to patreon.com forward slash crossyass and find it there. If you love the regular free content you're listening to now, but are aching for more, check out our Patreon, which again can easily be accessed on our crossyasspodcast.com website, or again, patreon.com forward slash crossyass. Sorry for repeating myself, but you know, repetition. (laughs) Anyways, thanks, and back to the podcast. <laughs> is is that important to you passing elins
1: um it's it's a tricky subject you know the, the it, mm-hmm. you know i've i've heard a lot of different takes of passing as transphobic and everything like at first it was very important for me to be visible um and that was partly because like i mentioned the guy in the blue dress um you know seeing him and not having any context for it um you know At first, I thought, you know, like in some in a beautiful way, like now I'm the guy in the blue dress, and and I don't know who's seeing me that I'm I'm making it I'm gonna make their lives easier one day, or it's gonna, Mm -hmm. you know, so you know, and I still like um, you know, when I was going to work as a boy, it was really soul crushing at first, and so I got I had some beads laying around, and so I actually tied a little rope around my wrist with um, the trans flag colored beads on it. And I have not taken it off for four months and it doesn't come off. You know, it's like it's double knotted. So it doesn't come off. But like, I always try to retain some way to be visible. Um, So passing in the way of like, I want to be a cis girl. I don't agree with a lot of that because I'll never be a cis girl. Like, and there's nothing wrong mm. with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with being a trans girl. I'm allowed to be one. I'm allowed to look like one, you know, as Contra points pointed out one time. Like, you know, that whole idea of like, I need to be a bio girl or whatever. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not going to have the chromosomes, but that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't value mm-hmm. cisgender people over transgender people. Like, it's just different. Like, people are different. Um,
0: Mm -hmm, so mm
1: -hmm. passing in the sense of being like you know blending to be something i'm not i don't agree with um to me passing is more about if i can go to the store for milk and not get eyeballs or shouted at to me that's passing and i you know i did that last night actually i went up to the store at like nine nine thirty you know on a Saturday night, you know, it's bound to be a couple drunk dudes and you know there's a bunch of people out and uh I didn't get any hard stares, I didn't get any comments or anything like that. And and I typically don't, you know, at first when I had the bad wig and I looked, you know, I didn't know any you know, bad beard shadow and chest you know shadow and all that. Um I was getting a lot of a lot of looks and a lot of, you know, gawking and stuff like that. Um I hardly ever get that stuff anymore and I don't know if that's because i have achieved you know passing privilege or if i'm just like invisible or if people just don't fucking care you know that's the other thing it's like you know we're becoming more of a thing to where people are aware of us and i guess that's the only good thing you can say about caitlin jenner coming out and everything is it helped kind of normalize it a little bit um, and remind people that we are like a part of society and we always have been too um you know we're not a new thing you know i hate that whole transgender movement bs like you know, we're just not like my wife's doctor put it, we're just not killing ourselves as much anymore. Like, you know, we're great point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're visible more now because we're seeing that it's safe to come out and that, you know, online spaces have made it easier to connect with other people like us. And like we're doing right now, like we're blasting out our voices to other people to hear who may share some similar sentiments and be, you know, unable to fully accept themselves and like, you know, seeing the guy in the blue dress, you know, help me kind of in some ways like walk without having this, you know, I've, I've seen that online too. People are like, Oh, I, I can't go out to the store until I pass or, you know, until I get my makeup just right one day, then I'll go out as me and all that. And it's just, you know, you're not going to learn to swim by reading it in a book. Like you're going to have uh-huh. to jump in that water, like uh-huh. and it may be rough and you may get some looks and, you know, just protect yourself. You know, that's the thing is like, if you're afraid of being assaulted, like that's different, like carry, you know, if, right, and right. if you don't want to carry a weapon, like I get that too, especially like, you know, minority trans people, like, you know, the black and Hispanic uh-huh. crowds, like, you know, they, they won't carry a weapon, you know, and and I get that. And, you know, some people, some trans people are like, I'll never carry a gun, you know, A, because I may use it on myself and B, because if a cop catches me, it's going to give them all the more reason to, you know, hassle me or potentially kill me. Right, right, right. You know, like I'm more afraid of police than I've ever, than I was when I was a weed smoker, you know, I'd always be afraid of getting pulled over and getting hassled for having weed, but now I'm afraid of catching some super masculine conservative cop on a bad day. Like I've got the mm-hmm. ACLU app that you can open up and it, oh, it records Damn. it. Yeah. It records what's going on. Um, but it it streams it to like three people's phones and the ACLU. So if I get pulled over oh plus gosh. that on, and then, yeah, I've got like four sets of eyes at least on what's going on. And if I'm like, you know, you know, they, something gets planted on me or if some shit goes really bad and it's not my fault or anything then it's documented it didn't just happen to me in this isolated space where i'm more likely to be victimized you know so i i encourage that too if you're afraid about going out get that aclu app set up some contacts and um yeah like don't but cannot be afraid to like go out because life's too fucking short you know and that's the other thing I was, I was thinking that really helped me come along was like, nobody's going to crawl down in that grave and die with me when I'm done. Like you know, our, our time no. on this planet is so short. And if you're concerned about like, oh, I can't shave my legs because my wife will care. My, you know, my nephew and niece are going to see my shaved legs and, and wonder what's up. Or, you know, if I shave my arms, um, you know, a customer at work is going to look at me funny. Like, you know, you know, when I shave my legs, like, I did it, it took me three days. The first one is I shaved just like the tops, the thighs. And I was like, well, if I have long socks on, then it'll look like I have shaved legs. So I did the tops. And then the next day I was like, no, I think I want to go down to the knee, you know? And then I went down to the knee. And then on the third day I was like, why do I care so much? Why do I feel like right. I owe the world hair on my legs?
0: Right, like, right.
1: You know, and then after I finally did the rest of it, never looked back, you know? And nobody's ever, you know, going out. one nobody cares? Nobody's ever comment. Yeah, nobody fucking cares. Like, nobody
0: fucking cares. Yeah. That's what
1: like, I had, I, what I,
0: yeah, it's true. It's why I end all my things on. Nobody fucking cares. No one cares.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's the other Yeah, we get so preoccupied about what other people are going to say or think but most people are just in it for themselves like you know um they're preoccupied with their own shit like you know and then maybe that's what passing comes down to is like most people don't even look at people anymore like i don't know Mm -hmm.
0: Mm and the people uh, and the people that do care are people who have a vested interest in caring right like a parent right anything or a wife, a significant other, a brother, sister, cousin, you know, whoever's there or a, a, a employer, right? Like you can't look like that. You have to look like this real thing or other because other people care. And they're like, no, they don't love these. They give a fuck.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. When I bought so, new work boots, I got, uh, these ones with pink laces. And, uh, I remember thanks. thinking like, oh boy, like my boss is going to see them or like my customers are going to see them. But like, nobody's ever commented on it. Like nobody fucking cares. Like... <laughs> I had one retired cop, like a customer, he was, I caught him looking at my shoelaces a few times. And like, my wife was like, well, maybe it was less about the color and more like if he was like, you know, he's probably an ex cop's probably trained in like gang affiliation. So maybe he was like wondering if it was like a gang thing or something.
0: (laughs) A gang. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That trans gang. Yeah. Yeah,
1: The pink pink boys, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, like my boss's son, he's, he's somewhat of an incel, like textbook, like, you know, young guy Uh, mad at women who won't date him, you know, takes no effort to take care of himself or his personality, Mm. but you know, is is insistent on blaming society for his shortcomings. But like, I've, I expected him to Uh. make a comment and I was going to be like, well, I didn't think a real man be afraid of a color. You know, right. But, uh, but <laughs> right, no he's right. never made comment either and okay. okay yeah but but it, those <laughs> those mental hurdles can be tough to overcome like i get that
0: it's true and we have many many mental hurdles to uh beat in the future you know what? i i i'm so thankful for you to have you on the podcast if you were if you would love i would love to have a Lindsay lays it on you like uh like section of the podcast maybe not it could be you know it could be periodic. It could be occasional. Whatever you feel like, you need to say something. If you want to record something and then like I could hear it, and then if I like it, I'll put it on the thing. Yeah, yeah. any topic. I would like if would you love if to... you
1: need to summon me or something. Like if you need my take, yeah, yeah, go for go for it. But like also, yeah, I guess like if I if I have a particular thought that I think it would be important, yeah. like a, a news article that comes out. Yes, like well, or contrapoint awesome.
0: yourself. And you have your own point that you're like, hey, this just happened. And you know, I want to just tell you, like, I and I like, like, uh, one thing that happened maybe last was it probably in July, early June, was that a uh, stupid? Did you hear about that? I th- talked about it on the podcast that that trans like person in a bathroom uh, at this wee spa thing in LA. Did you hear oh, about that? Oh,
1: right, right, yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah,
0: like, I'd love to hear your take on that. I'm sure it's pretty similar to what it, we think, uh, y- even though like there's there's news about it being not a hoax, but like. It could yeah. be real, but it's this person who was like, who it, it, it's, it's, it gets into it. But like those kind of topics, whatever, I'd love to hear your like talk about it. And you live in Texas. I'd love to hear your talk on the whole trans thing and stuff. And we have round table debates and stuff um, every now and then. i am a little busy now, but just hearing your talk, I love philosophers, right? Like again, we need critical thinkers and what better, what better critical thinker than a person who basically majored in it. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, I got my degree, and and I'm looking at it right now. It's got my dead name on it. I need to I need to contact the university and see if I have to do okay. a legal change name name change or what. But, but uh, but no, yeah. I've I've always uh, you know, I can always come up with something to say. You know, um, yes. I, I'll try not to be too flippant. Uh, if I'm forced oh, to say something, I will make please. comments. Um, try please? to make an informed comment.
0: I would love flippant uh, lens, please. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I give you that too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can, and I can give a, give a flippant and then uh, respond to myself, you know, um, just kind of be like, well, this is what, you know, brainwash repressed cisgendered me might say. And, you know, here's what um, quote unquote enlightened me would say. Um, uh, but yeah, no, no, I- I'm, I'm
0: Love it. I love it. And if you need your own, you need to make your own YouTube channel. You, you give ContraPoints a run for its money uh, of how good I think you could be if you, you know.
1: Yeah, post- yeah, it. yeah. Part of the only, you know, one of the things, one of the major piece of advice I did take from Natalie Wynn that I think is is kind of important. Um, well, you know, of course, it means something to everybody, but, uh, you know, she kind of like transitioned on YouTube and she was talking about how hard it can be to have some of that early pictures like thrown in your face and uh, because mm-hmm. like, you know, I, mm-hmm. I never took more pictures than when I had started transitioning and, in, in you know, more pictures in my entire life, but looking at some of those early ones is really hard and it's really painful mm. and it represents, you know, I was never happier when I took them and I thought it looked amazing, but now like, it's like looking at teenage you and just the blunders, right. you know, right. like seeing some of the faux pas and, mm-hmm. you know, and like, oh, I didn't know mm-hmm. how to dress myself as an adult woman. And like, um, you know, like, that stuff, you know, so I there was part of me that was like, I don't want to make my presence too known too soon because right, right. I don't, you know, but now that, you know, my laser is starting to kind of, you know, help a little bit with that shadow and and I got better, you know, wigs and stuff like that. I'm probably mm-hmm. more apt to do something like that now than before. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And I don't, I don't really have much of a social media presence. Like I don't have Facebook. Like I got a Facebook like three years ago. It's too toxic. Mm. I couldn't take it. Like, it's uh, bad yeah it's still worse it's worse every time it's, i looked at it you know it's gotten
0: worse it's not any better so it's gotten worse
1: yeah, yeah yeah i'm sure it's like just seeing old people that i knew and then seeing some of the horrible things they'd post and get behind and all the likes and stuff i was just like good lord like you people are like i and went you know wind up angry every time i looked at it um so i got rid of it you know I'm, I'm pretty much just on reddit but i i do like the anonymity kind of there um you know i grew up with the internet when everybody was pretty much anonymous and you know um it's tough having your real life you connected to that too sharply so i try to kind of you know it's not the kind of social media that i'd share here like for now like you know my my email is lens19 at protonmail.com like if you got like you know something you need to bounce around or like you know a confession or something like that like you can, you can email me like I'll read it like yes. I, you know, yes. that's, that's fine but I don't have like a Twitter or an Instagram handle that you can sure, follow sure. or anything um, that may change though like if yeah. I start doing you know segments for you and people like them or something like oh. I'll make something like that's cool girl
0: they are gonna fucking love you I, I, I'm usually a good indicator I'm, I'm pretty socially intelligent and reactive record- the the importance. Someone could. I think you will fucking kill it. If you, you, you the way you speak, the way you, you talk, people are gonna want to fucking hear you every fucking week. Like it's not even like it's not even a, a like, question. Like it's I hope so. Like
1: that'd be cool. Like yeah, not like, even you know. a
0: question. Not even a question. I already know. Um, and I recommend if you ever want to, if you ever can, to join our Discord. And you will. I don't know if you are familiar with Discord. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Yeah, I got a Discord. Oh, join that shit immediately. You will be. Like you, you, well, you have other things to do, but you will be on there like, like crack. I already know because people won't want to hear from you, listen to you and hear your thoughts. Like you may not get anything done that day when you join our discord because oh, of yeah. how that'd be,
1: that'd be cool. No. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard you mention it before. Um, but I really haven't messed around on discord until that, that D D group was like, no, we all meet on Oof. discord. So I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I'll hop on that. Um, yes, so I just yeah. kind of recently learned how to navigate all that oh Literally. join
0: our discord girl join our discord yeah girl. absolutely I, I've, been, I've been a little busy but i know there's other people there who love love after they hear this episode which should be let's see probably be aired sometime in november i'm just gonna have okay. to edit a couple other things uh i'll right. send this after we're done and whatnot and um but even after even before that if you're joining today um oh what like uh, yeah i'm gonna have to <laughs> i'm gonna have to have you on more frequently i think because i love critical thinkers
1: yeah anytime you know i've always wanted to have a little bit of a presence online be able to share a little bit of my my thoughts and everything um you know it's just careful
0: what you wish for because this is (laughs) this podcast has blown people to their to spit like the their eggs have hatched so hardly on this podcast
1: yeah and this this (laughs) podcast like you know like i said i I started out thinking i must be a cross-dresser but um yeah, I, d- I just want to thank you in person. You're kind of like a celebrity to me, but like, uh, yes. you know, just, uh, health,
0: but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Instrumental in helping me like get the eggshell off, you know, mm. um, just having it, like I said, having it normalized hearing other people's like journeys and stuff like that is huge. Um, so thank you for, for doing that and sticking with it for as long as you have. Um, it means a lot to a lot of people. You know, you may not, you may not realize the effect that you have, of course, until, you know, you've had it. Um mm-hmm. so good on you for doing that thank you, thank and you. for mm-hmm. sticking with it and getting back to me so quick too that was so awesome like i thought for sure that you were gonna like get back to me maybe in a month and be like okay well you know in february i may have you yeah. know and then you were like all right let's do it let's talk and i was like you, you fucking serious okay <laughs> like cool like i, t- I told my wife yeah. i was all proud i was like okay so you're gonna need to get the daughter you're gonna need to get out of the house for about three hours um go see the cousins do whatever you know have a play day but y'all need to leave because i I'm going to talk to Giselle. Nice, <laughs> <Okay>. nice. <laughs> I mean, this podcast
0: has only gotten better because of the 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 guest's ability to be able to be authentic, be themselves, be open, honest, and real, right? Like, that's why people come to this podcast, and that's what I gain, and that's what, like, I am able to, like, elicit from guests is just mm-hmm. be yourself. Like, just talk about you. Like, something is unique about you, and people come to this podcast to hear about it because obviously this was first 20, 30 episodes, my sex stories, whatever. I didn't have that many, but, you know, but just talking about what I know. And this is what I know about this thing. And having more guests come on here and tell me what it is about them. I'm learning so much more about the world of cross-dressing, gender, sexuality, as well as myself. Like I thought, oh, maybe I have a piece of that. And I'm like, oh wait, no, no, that doesn't, that doesn't, you know. Yeah. Something I do. Yeah, there's but it's nothing like, wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just it's so exciting to hear people come on the podcast like yourself and be able to, you know, again for some people it's so cathartic just to just be like, You're the first person I ever told Giselle. I'm like, really? <laughs> and they're like, I've never told this to anyone and I'm like,
1: okay. <laughs> like Yeah, so but that's happy. really cool. Yeah, but that's yeah. real special for you to, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, and I've, you know, I've been telling this, some of this stuff to like my friends and like people as I've been going along and everything. But this was like, for me, this was like an opportunity to like document it for the world, to just like be like, here's what happened. Here's what I learned. You know, never expected this to happen, turned my life completely upside down. Um, if I had told myself that this was going to happen like a year ago, I would have been like, you're absolutely crazy. And no, I would never want that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but like I said, it just, it, I didn't, I did not know what this was until it started, you know, until I got down that path. And, uh, right. like I said, couldn't be happier though. Is by, yes, by far yeah. the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, yes. and that's what yes. I want everybody to kind of take away from it. You know, is like, ha- give yourself the courage to change, you know? hmm
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, uh, we should end soon because uh, I've yeah. taken way too much of your time, <laughs> um, but I know, if you, I know you've heard the podcast and I always end mm-hmm. with the question of, in a perfect world of cross-dressing, sexuality and gender lens, what does that look like to you?
1: Um, Pretty much to where, you know, and this, I think it all starts at the school level, you know, at the young, like, um, you know, it, it's the acceptance thing of like not having, um, you know, kids to, you know, and, and that's the thing, kids learn hate, you know, they, they learn, um, all that shit's learned, like to let them, you know, there's like a school in Europe, I think, um, where nobody, none of those kids are gendered until they're a certain age, like 11, everybody's referred to as friends. Like, they're not like him or her. It's like, okay, well, you know, that, you know, go talk to the, that friend over there. Like, um, I think, I think in a perfect world that we hold off on the gender conformity and like imposing gender on people until they're a little bit older, you know, eight, nine, maybe like until, you know, I think, I think that's the thing is like a little less of that cookie cutter role stuff. And I mean, that probably also starts at the media level with TV and what's depicted and what's shown Mm -hmm. and like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so prevalent about like all mommies and daddies and like, you know, even like my, my daughter loves uh, finding Nemo and finding Dory. Um, but like in finding Dory, you know, they, she talks about her family and somebody asks something and she says, Oh, like mommies and daddies like that, that to me is, is, Mm. is troublesome. You know, that, that whole, Mm. like, you know, we're trying to set these kids minds up before they're even ready to like, you know, and, and I get it. It's just a human thing about culture and like, well, we want, you know, that whole, we make them in our image and everything like that. But I think in my perfect world, we just hold off a little longer before we start imposing that stuff. Um, and just kind of let kids be right. kids, you know. Like let the kids, right. you know. That you know nobody ever asked me when I was little if I'd rather wear a dress or not. Like, um, but like, and you don't even have to ask them. But like, or or I think every kid. So okay, may here's my answer. Every kid when they're four or five should be asked if you could hit a button that changed you into the opposite gender. Would you press it? And if they say yes, the very least that should start a conversation. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean you're transitioning kids. It doesn't mean you're pushing mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. now you're trans or anything like that it does not mean mm-hmm. any of that. Mm-hmm. It just means that that should be noted somewhere on their, You know, I know permanent records don't exist, but it should be carried a little bit and just like, oh, let's keep an eye on this kid. Cause I answered yes. Like, you know, maybe they just had a silly day that day, maybe, but maybe not. And if it's not, you know, it needs to be addressed because we're killing ourselves at, way too often and like if you're not killing yourself you may be extremely unhappy and you know hate yourself and all these things mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like that shit needs to stop and uh yeah cuz we deserve to exist just as much as anybody else like that was my right, major right. takeaway was when I transitioned all of a sudden people hated me for the mere fact that I was who I am and that I'd never experienced that in my entire life and it just shows how fickle society is, and how you know shallow people can be. And uh, it's not their fault; it's the trappings, it's society that's done it to them. Mm-hmm.
0: Damn, girl. Well said. Everything the past three hours have been amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Appreciate you giving me the platform and the the space to kind of get all that shit oh, out.
0: Yes, and uh, maybe it'll be helpful for you to speak on different segments if i can get you on the podcast uh i'll think about it, see what different topics we can have you talk about but um i would love yeah. to have you back have absolutely
1: you yeah just, i'll just be your your uh, philosopher on retainer and uh, yeah you know, anytime <laughs> you've, you need to shoot yeah. it shoot it to me I'll, I'll i'll shoot you something back you know
0: yes yes um just FY. fyi um sorry yeah, to to show, but um yeah. Is there anything else I can do for you? Anything else that you need help with? Or um, I mean, you, you also want to give your email out again so that people can. Yeah, get yeah, to yeah you? sure.
1: It's uh, Linz19. That's L-I-N-Z 19 at protonmail.com. That's a P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L.com. And, uh, you know, if that ever, if I get something more of akin to a social media presence, uh, (laughs) I'll let you know and you can share that or I'll Uh, let the discord know. you know what I mean? But, uh, but no, I appreciate the, uh, you know, the friendship and everything like that. And the Mm -hmm, the extension mm -hmm. of of all the you know every everything though like for inviting me you know to your discord community and just kind of like mm-hmm. welcoming me to the community at large and giving me the space to kind of make myself known you know because that was the other yeah. thing is like i'm 35 and i felt like i was so late to i, f- I finally found <sighs> out who my who my people are and i was like shit yeah. they need yeah. me like right like
0: <laughs> we i want
1: to i want to join like i want to be part of the discourse and stuff
0: Yes, yes, yeah. Join the Discord. Join us. Join um. You know, I'll have I'll have this. I'll promote the hell out of you just so people can hear you. Well, if you can come on the podcast and have your own segment, ah, oh, it might be really good. It might be really yeah, good. absolutely, um, yeah.
1: To help absolutely. out the show, like I said, you've you've helped me out more than you can know, just mm-hmm. in the early days, especially. So I am I'm definitely willing to do anything I can for you. So when when
0: did you find the podcast, Lin?
1: Um, it was probably like May twenty third or something like oh, this was, year. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And you've listened to a good amount. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. yeah. Um, for like, uh, promotional purposes, can you just tell us like, um, why, uh, you came to the podcast and why you recommend others to come on the podcast? This is, is
1: um, yeah. So, I mean, I really like the, you know, the format, you know, cross-dressing is such a, you know, a niche thing. I mean, you know, I feel like there's more podcasts on the trans community, um, but cross dressing mm-hmm. in general, but you just seemed uh, very down to earth, very likable. Um, you know, you didn't take yourself too seriously or anything like that, and you never, were never, never. <laughs> um, yeah, you were you were very open to the exploration idea, and you were open with yourself too, um, which is which is cool. You know, it's like you know, I, I get you know, some people are cagey when it comes to sex and their sex experiences <laughs> and everything, but Not I mean, me. Yeah, most people want to talk about sex though. Like, you know, it's like if that conversation ever comes up, like that's people start really their ears perk up. They're like, Oh, we're talking about sex now? Like, you know, but it's like, you know, we're so it's trained out of us in some ways that like, oh, you can't talk about that, you know. Um but uh but you know, yeah, you know, I, because I listen to most of your early stuff before, you know, the in, any of the interviews or anything like that. Um and mm-hmm. they're they're fun, you know, they're not like I said, they're lighthearted, there. you kind of you know, ruminate on things here and there. Um you ask questions, you know. Um, Um, that don't Mm -hmm. necessarily Mm -hmm. need to be answered right away, but you know, in philosophy, sometimes you know, asking the question is more important than answering it, you know? Right, Um, right, right. And, uh, so I appreciated that. And, um, you know, non-imposing figure, you know, you don't act like, you know, everything and and all that stuff. Uh,
0: Don't know shit. Still don't know shit. Always don't, always asking questions, but would you recommend others to come on the podcast?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah, like, uh, after, you know, I'll, um, I'll, uh, shoot this when it comes out to my friend and, uh, just kind of like, you know, cause you know, he's going to hear you say, Oh yeah, I probably should have him on too. Like, and then, you know, maybe be yeah. like, Oh yeah, I want to go on. That sounds awesome. Like, <laughs> um, cause yeah, you know, like our experiences are very, very different. Uh, so I think that would be really interesting if you had him on and, and got some of his takes. Yes. Yes.
0: Well, um, Linz, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, I love you. If you didn't know that, everything you've said, talked about, ah, like you're killing it. Yes, yeah, I'm you so are glad the...
1: you like it. I was, I'm so afraid yes. I was just going on and on and on. You know, no,
0: that's you are you you and the guest make this podcast what it is, and I'm so thankful for you to come on. Someone's gonna like just like relate to what you said and to something you've said and is going to probably just you know the the one thing i've always done with this podcast is just if i can help one person like i would i did something right like uh, one person mm-hmm. who heard this right. like yes yeah, like that's yeah. that's all it takes and if i reached you imagine who else i could reach who's going to be like oh yeah, god like that's just like there's oh, a community absolutely. out there or there's you know and and the future is community right that you recognize with like COVID, like we realize like we need each other.
1: <laughs> like. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, no, what you're doing is huge. Keep it up. You know, you've got a platform. You've got an audience. Like, keep doing the good, you know?
0: <laughs> All right. Well, have a great day, girl. Okay. Uh, say yeah, hi you to your too. Lovely daughter and uh, your significant other. Have a great day. Yeah, one. <laughs> yeah. They, they
1: may be back already, actually. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: enjoy the Discord when you get the chance because people are going to oh, want to no. know everything about you. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> will.
1: Okay. Have, well, you have a great day yeah. over there.
0: You too. <laughs> All okay. right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. And finally, the miscellany.
1: Yes!
0: And that was the conclusion of my Kiri Yas convo with Linz, where we went over so many things. We talked hormones. We talked about her moving. We talked about her job. We talked about philosophy, because, well, the girl's a philosopher. If you enjoyed Linz, you can reach out to her. She's on our Crossy Yass podcast Discord If you have questions for her, go ahead and reach out to us on the podcast, on the Discord, because she's there sometimes. Um, And if you have your own personal story that you wish to share, well, you know what to do. Go ahead and reach out to me, Giselle at CrossYasPodcast.com. If you enjoyed other episodes, go back to the, you know, we have a huge library of episodes you guys can enjoy, um, that everyone can enjoy. So listen to that. That's all for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll have more episodes, I think, next week with Billy. Um, we had a recent DDT episode that I hope everyone listened to because it's a good one where we discussed, debated, and we had trans topics. Like we talked about Del Taco and Taco Bell and wrestling as well, and even identity. So if you enjoyed those, uh, let me know and let Billy know because we're all the Discord podcast, uh, Cross the Yaws podcast Discord. But that's all for this week, everyone. And as always... Haven't said this in a while. I mean, I have said it last week. Remember, when it comes to your cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender, no one cares as much as you do. So do whatever you want, wear whatever you want, and be whoever you want within reason. Because, again, as long as you're not hurting anyone with your cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender presentation, why the hell does it matter? Live your life to the fullest, authentically and on your terms, because life's way too short not to. Be kind to yourself and one another and try to live your life with balance and without regret. I hope you across the yas listener realize that you are loved by me and this podcast, so please let me know what you need so I can help you succeed. And another friendly reminder, if you enjoyed what you heard this week, remember to share this episode and the Cross yas podcast with someone else, because if you found any of what you heard helpful, imagine what this podcast could do for someone else. But again, that's all for this week's episode, and until next time, as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous! again guys I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything I'm just here to share my story have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing sexuality and gender a bit more